I left the city, I've been browsed. Treading water that they drowned in. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 183 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyDadFF. Joining me as always, fresh off his 7,000 follows now on, on Twitter, is my main man, FF Snoog. That's at FF Snoog. Make sure you guys are following him. How you doing tonight, brother? We're doing good. Back in business. Just getting back from the Penn State whiteout game trip. I, I went up to Penn State with my buddy and wow, that was unbelievable. 110,000 people in the stadium. Stormed the field after they won, shout out against Iowa, and I got pictures and videos with Katron Allen, who's going to be an NFL stud eventually, and another guy, one of their wide receivers that had a phenomenal game. So, I mean, that was just an experience of a lifetime. But now we're back. It's football time. We're here to give you guys what quarterbacks you need to trade for who's going to be the best of the week and who isn't going to be the best of the week. So, and you're, you're, you, I saw the video that was awesome. You were completely out of like, you, you could tell you'd been yelling the whole game. Your voice yeah. was gone. Just like me after the week three matchups, right? I mean, this week, every single week just keeps getting crazier and crazier. And tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about that, that quarterback position, your super flex. And we're going to try to tell you who to play this week, who not to play, you know, guys that are up in dynasty value guys that are trending because, you know, I'm, I'm doing the weekly rankings now and I started looking and Snoog, I mean, the, the, the biggest takeaway I have right now is that group of smash plays, you know, and I keep saying those are those guys that like set it and forget it. You know, they're going to be a QB one. It just keeps getting smaller and smaller with Burrow struggling, Lawrence struggling, Justin Fields disappearing, you know, Dak Prescott falling out of that area. And it's just like, I find myself for this weekly's rankings, you know, moving Brock Purdy into my top 10. Jordan Love's starting to flirt into that area. But those automatic, this is the guy, these are those guys that you got to have that you and I have all offseason, along with Dynasty's Old Town, we're saying, hey, go get two of these studs. Go trade up and get yourself an area where you have Lamar, where you have Jalen Hurts, or get yourself these stud, you know, veteran guys that we're talking about, like Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, and Jared Goff. And if you guys are listening, you guys are 3-0, and you're 2-1. and If not, I mean, the quarterback position is really tough in Dynasty right now. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, my most owned quarterback is Justin Herbert. He's been phenomenal. He's, he's going to be the QB. He has the potential to be the QB1 overall this year. Phenomenal start. Unfortunately, he just lost Mike Williams. Palmer and Quentin Johnson got to step up. I mean, Keenan Allen's on fire. He's the wide receiver one in PPR. Justin Herbert looks phenomenal. Kellen Moore is helping him get that ball pushed downfield more, and he's just absolutely cooking. That's that's my smash play of the week. You know, it's like he is my QB one for the week right now. Justin Herbert is the QB two. You know, almost a thousand yards. You look at him; he's already got six touchdowns, no interceptions. When you look at what he's done versus the Raiders in his career. 1,859 yards, 14 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio in six starts. He is an absolute smash play. Justin Herbert, you know, uh, I was I was hearing some flack. You and I had him right there with Burrow, you know, in that tier. And, I mean, he belongs there. Justin Herbert right now is on fire. And I think we need to talk about this Chargers situation because, yes, Mike Williams, you know, going down to injury does 
clearly hurt them as an offense. But I think we have an opportunity here where obviously Josh Palmer played really well down the stretch last year when Mike Williams missed some time. He looked good when he filled in. And now Quinton Johnson gets that time. You know, he was getting acclimated to the offense, but he is Mike Williams. Like he is a very similar skill set. We could see Quinton Johnson, who's been, you know, value depressed in Dynasty right now. I mean, people are acting like, he doesn't exist. You know, they're saying Zay Flowers is so much better. Jordan Addison is so much better. Some people are saying, man, I wish I took Marvin Mims over Quentin Johnston. I mean, you and I, talent-wise, had him right up there at the top. This is arguably your last opportunity to buy low on Quentin Johnston. Yeah, I 100% agree because when you're a rookie wide receiver, opportunity is everything. He hasn't been getting the opportunity. He was buried behind two Pro Bowl wide receivers, Austin Eckler, who's one of the best receiving backs in the NFL. And then another very, very good wide receiver in Josh Palmer, who's one of the best number threes in the league. So Justin Herbert, if there's anybody that's going to be able to support two to three wide receivers in an offense, it's going to be him in the Chargers offense. So bump up Quentin Johnson. Might take him a game or two kind of operating in that two to three role, but his snap percentage is going to shoot up through the roof. Josh Palmer's as well. One of those guys is going to be an unbelievable value. So put all your fab in on both of those guys this week. Yeah, I think this is a team that, much like we talked about the Vikings, where they're they're going to be in that area once we get to Kirk Cousins, a defense that is just, you know, they're giving up yards, they're giving up points left and right. Justin Herbert is primed to be in shootouts all year long. And we know in, in when it comes to fantasy football, I mean, that's huge, right? Is an area where a lot of times we have these elite level quarterbacks and they have a, a great defense on the other side. So we don't get to see the the final impact. Justin Herbert, it's wheels up, you know, 40 to 45 touchdowns is in that range, you know, and I think he is going to absolutely light it up over the second half. People are asking me, they're like, Dad, how do I get up to Justin Herbert? You know, like I have Bryce Young, I have, you know, Anthony Richardson, I have maybe, you know, how do you tell these guys? We, we, we don't advocate a lot moving up to get Justin Herbert, but how much would you be willing to add on top of a Deshaun Watson, on top of a, you know, I mean, we're not trading Kyler Murray into that area, but let's say, let's start out with Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence to Justin Herbert, would you add a first to move up to Justin Herbert? I wouldn't add a first because I still firmly believe in Trevor Lawrence's talent in this offense that he's playing in. I think they're just kind of getting used to things. I mean, they played the Chiefs, which is a very tough matchup for them. Good defense overall. Great coaching staff there in Kansas City. They played them very well, but but last week they just came out flatter than a doornail. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked awful against Houston, which is one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And it hurts because he's one of my, my biggest, my highly touted quarterbacks going into the offseason. I know I mentioned Justin Herbert, but Trevor Lawrence as well was a guy I was super high on. It's not looking great to start off the first three games, but Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram, the plays are going to come, and I think he's going to put it back together, get back in a rhythm, because from time to time we saw elite play from him last year. I mean, he put up 4,000 yards. He was the QB8 overall. So he already has that top eight, top 10 floor in the range of outcomes. So I think Trevor Lawrence can get there again this year. I don't think there's that big of a gap between him and Herbert because, I mean, Lawrence is a generational quarterback as well, but I think Herbert's going to outscore him for sure this year. But there's a real world where Trevor Lawrence kind of keeps up with him in the next few years. So, I think I'm willing to give a late first in 24, you know, or a late first in 25 to kind of make that move. Um, 
I, I think Trevor Lawrence obviously bounces back. The move that I'm trying to make, you know, if I'm a contender right now and I have Bryce Young and I'm and I'm frustrated with that, or if I have, you know, Dak Prescott, I'm willing to add two, my 24 and my 25 first on top of either of those guys to try to move up to Justin Herbert. Like this is how how much of a talent I think Justin Herbert is. I think, you know, we had him in the top three. At one point after his sophomore year, he's moved out to QB4, QB5, QB6 in some situations. I would definitely add two firsts to, to Dak Prescott, to Bryce Young, maybe not CJ Stroud because you and I both are absolutely in love with him right yeah, now. So, um, you know, we don't need to spend a lot of time on the next three guys because my next three are the absolute smash starts. Sit, sit it and forget it. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, all three of them, obviously fantastic. Number five I have is a is Lamar Jackson this week. Now Lamar Jackson gets gets the Browns defense. I know the Browns defense has been absolutely devastating and hard to to play against. But Lamar Jackson is running well. The offense is starting to click with Todd Munkin. You know I have no issues with people trading up to get Lamar Jackson. But I have a lot of people messaging me saying, "Hey, I'm worried about the Lamar Jackson start." You know I know you and Mung were saying he has QB one overall upside. What do you tell the people that are are starting to get a little bit frustrated with the production? I don't know. Lamar Jackson's been a very frustrating player over the past three years for me included. It seems whenever I own the guy, he underperforms, but. I mean, he got it done on the ground last week, and I think he put up 28 points and, and a four-point lead yeah. that I was in. So and, and he's QB7 really... overall, so it's not like we're like looking yeah. at you know anything negative here. He has a lot of upside, especially with a healthy Bateman, healthy OBJ, healthy Andrews, and healthy mm-hmm. Zay Flowers. I mean, their run game is what's killing Lamar Jackson right now. I mean, if they had J.K. Dobbins healthy right now, this offense would be a top-five offense. Mm-hmm. But having no run game gets the quarterback out of rhythm, doesn't keep a consistency – a consistent pace on the offense as well when you have to throw yeah. it all three downs. We saw that with the Chargers without Austin Eckler. I mean, Josh Kelly just can't do it. So they're struggling in the run game. Justin Herbert has to use that arm and air it out every single down to make a play. And that that gets easy for the defense. They can play mm-hmm. soft zones. They can just drop people back, play two over the top. So that's what they're doing to Lamar Jackson as well. I mean, Gus Edwards can't get it done on the ground. Justice Hill stinks. So Lamar's doing it on the ground, or he's throwing the football. So it'd be nice and to he see has. Him sign like a Fournette or someone like that in free agency just to ease it up but for mm-hmm. him. But Zay Flowers is a beast, so I'm excited for this Ravens offense. I mean, Lamar Jackson's number one in carries, number one in you know rushing yards, number two yep. in touchdowns. You look at his stats with Jalen Hurts, and they're almost identical. Both of them are in that 600 you know passing yards so far. Both of them are by lows if people are starting to get frustrated with Jalen Hurts, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Lamar, only two touchdowns across three weeks. But then you look at the rushing stats, and that's really what matters. These two guys are putting up elite-level production on the ground, and that's that's why we want to buy them. That's why we're into that area, you know, and we don't need to spend a lot of time talking about those guys. Let's talk about the next guy. Everybody's hot darling right now. You know, Tua Tagovailoa, you know, there was in the offseason – there was a, a move where I traded Jalen for Tua and two firsts, and people were mocking me the whole way across the board. Tua right now is absolutely on fire, right? That I mean, that Dolphins offense putting up 70 points was, was an absolute clinic. Can Tua keep this up? You know, you look at the numbers that he did last year through three, three weeks. I don't know if you saw this tweet. They're identical. You know, it's like the number of yards, the number of touchdowns, his passer rating is identical to what it was after three weeks last year. So 
what are we doing with Tua? Because I'm seeing some people trading Tua for Lamar, Tua for Trevor Lawrence, like really up in that echelon of like guys that are absolutely elite. The start has been elite, but what are we doing? I mean, if you have Tua, are you starting to think maybe I should make a move here or are you riding it out? I mean, it depends on the format we're in because he is on fire right now. And if the season ended today, he'd be the league MVP. Like, it's that simple. He's yep. playing that good of football. The team itself is playing phenomenal football. Tyreek Hill's on pace to crush 2K yards. I mean, this offense is just phenomenal. Mike McDaniel is one of the best offensive minded coaches in the NFL right now. I, I tweeted that the other day. And redraft to him might be like my QB three, like or QB two. Like he might literally be a top three quarterback in dynasty. I will move him for Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson all day, though. They're they're gonna Lamar Jackson. There is a big contract. There is a little bit of injury history with him, but I mean it's not like seriously bad. Like to like to has legit concerns with his concussions. He considered retiring this offseason. Like it's that bad. If he goes down with a big hit again, like mm-hmm. he could be done. So I, I, there is risk with him involved in dynasty fantasy football, especially redraft. Fire him up as a top three guy all day, but in in dynasty, I think I think I'm looking, Dad, to like add on him to get like maybe Wait, buy low perfect. on Joe Burrow or add perfect. on him for like Justin Herbert type deal. I'm pulling up trades right now on bulletproof.com. You guys got to check this website out. You know, two Tagovailoa and a 24 first and 24 second for. For Jalen Hurts, Tua and a late 24 first for Joe Burrow. Um, you know, those are the kind of moves that I would be making where I feel a little bit more comfortable. Some of these other buy low windows, I, I absolutely love. I mean, someone bought Jordan Love and a pair of seconds for Tua. I would smash that. I mean, as much as I love to start for for him right now, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Mike Evans, Samaje P. Ryan. And Justin Fields for Tua Tagovailoa. Now that's an interesting one because we're going to talk a little bit about Fields here, but I think that's one where if you're worried about Justin Fields, that's a move that I wouldn't mind making. Uh, Drake London, a 24 first and a 25 first for Tua and Jacoby Myers. Dak Prescott and JSN for Tua and James Conner. You know, this is the time of year, Snoob, where we're looking at week three. You know, and now we move into week four. And I told you before that I break my season down into quadrants, into four equals parts. We've, we're getting into the end of that first quadrant and people are starting to panic, right? Like as soon as you get past week three, people start to play a lot more like redraft and you get a deal like that where you give up, you know, you, you go out there and you buy the James Connors, you go out there and you buy, you know, guys that are going to win you that week. And I think that's where you start to be able to make some of these purchases. I have a trade here I have to talk to you about because it's Tua or CJ Stroud, a 24 first and a 25 one, two swap. So it's 24 first and 25 first and Stroud or Tua and a 24 second. Stroud clears. If CJ Stroud was on that Dolphins team, he'd throw 5,000 yards as a rookie. CJ Stroud this week I have as my, as, as a top, top 18 quarterback and a lot of people were saying well we're gonna have to look at this as a as an opportunity for a learning curve and the offense isn't there and you know oh Bryce Young has so much more in the tool belt CJ Stroud is QB 14 nearly a thousand yards passing four touchdowns he looks fantastic he's been moving around in the pocket he's doing those things you and I were worried about his his escapability throwing on the run moving off to the side and he has made Tank Dell Robert Woods re- resurrected a little bit. Nico Collins, like this offense, aside from Damian Pierce, is pretty fun, right? Like Damian Pierce 
I can't, I don't even want to start talking about that. That's just got me yeah. so bothered. But <laughs> CJ Stroud was my most owned quarterback into this draft. You know, I, I got him everywhere at the 105, 106, and I could not be happier with where he's at right now. Yeah, and, and the context is needed too, Dad, with what makes it even more phenomenal with his performances through the first three weeks is they're down four starting offensive linemen. And Damian Pierce has been horrendous in the run game. Like they've so had bad. no run game at all. I talked about that rhythm. The run game gets the rhythm going in the offense, helps the offense move fluently. CJ Stroud hasn't had that. He has been pressured an unbelievable amount. And I think he I looked at like who's the most sacked quarterback today, and he like wasn't even in the top ten. And he's been sacked a lot. Like that's how good he's been at like escaping from the pocket and like avoiding sacks. Because I mean, people were saying when he was coming out of Ohio State, he's gonna get smushed, he's gonna get absolutely smothered. He's a statue mm-hmm. quarterback. No, he's not. I comped him to Deshaun Watson coming out of school. I love that comp. He's like moving that. like Deshaun Watson. He's not yeah. as mobile, but he's very smooth in that pocket, and he, and he I, manipulates the pocket well with his legs. You and I both started talking about Stroud early because you comped him to Deshaun Watson. I comped him to a Joe Burrow light because of his mm-hmm. accuracy is so fantastic. You know, he moves around just enough. A little bit of Dak, too. And, and, you know, I, I think this is a scenario where we keep talking about insulated trades and moving yourself to get into those first-round picks. And people that, that paid off that 105, 106 for C.J. Stroud, you guys are absolutely loving it. You know, and you put you in a scenario where now you have some flexibility with those three quarterbacks. I want to talk about that because we keep getting that question in the Patreon. is like people say, yo, Dad, I'm in a one-quarterback league and I have, you know, Burrow and C.J. Stroud or I have Herbert and Burrow. And there's one guy in the, in the Patreon that has – Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. And it's like, dude, you got to move one of them. Right. And then the way I look at it in super flexes, I always like to have two elite quarterbacks. And most of my teams, most of my teams have Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen. Those have been my guys since the rookie draft. But then when I get a guy like Anthony Richardson as my QB three or a guy like, you know, CJ Stroud, then I start to start to think, you know what, I'm going to take that and I'm going to take that quarterback and I'm going to, tear down at quarterback and upgrade myself somewhere else. And I'm having a hard time doing it with CJ Stroud because I love him. But what's your philosophy when it comes to that? Because a lot of people say, Hey, just hoard the quarterbacks, be in that situation and, and, and keep them. But for me, it's like, you know, if, if Deshaun Watson's my third quarterback, that's not score me points, right? Like I want to take Deshaun Watson who's, who's looked good this past week. I want to add something and I want to get a Jalen Waddle and I want to downgrade and get, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is my QB three or Matthew Stafford or someone else into that area. Yeah. So last year me would have said, okay, going into this. So in general, I came out of a lot of one year punts this, this off season. Last year I had a lot of rebuilds. Like I think I had like seven or eight of them across like 20 leagues. I, I think I, I had a really good year with my competing teams. I won a lot of championships, but I also had a lot of rebuilding teams. So coming out of the one year punt, I, I drafted so much CJ Stroud at like that 105, 106 range. Mm-hmm. A lot of Anthony Richardson. I took him 102, 103 in every single league I could get my hands on him. I don't own a single share of either of them now to this day because I told you, Dad, recently I wasn't rebuilding in a single league this year. I was done with that. I'm all about winning money. I'm winning championships now. 28 leagues, I have one rebuild, and I have Bryce Young in that rebuild actually because I bought him for so cheap with how he's been playing. So now mm-hmm. he's he's my quarterback with Kylo Murray, but – I have so much just Justin Herberts. I have some Tua's. I have a lot of Kirk Cousins. I have a lot of Josh Allen and Joe Burrow as well. I mean, I'm like you. I like those two elite performing quarterbacks. I like the vets. I, don't, I can't afford the rookie the rookie growing pains and the lack of production. But, I mean, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, like that's my QB 
nine and 11 right now in dynasty. Mm-hmm. I bumped Stroud above fields, bumped Richardson above fields and Deshaun Watson. Like I'm all in on both of these two young quarterbacks because they both offer such a different skill set. Well, and they're, they're showing it now, right? It. Like when you're making these trades, like I was a strong advocate to tear up from those draft picks, right? And you know, I was doing that everywhere where, you know, I was tearing up to get to Jalen Hurts and I was tearing up to get to Justin Herbert. And now we've seen it and you're like, okay, these guys are top 12 dynasty quarterbacks now. Exactly. My question to you is, you know, if someone comes, someone came to me, they offered me fields for, they wanted Stroud in a 24 second. I'm like, we can't go this route right now. Like that's not where we're at with how he's, he's playing. Let's talk about going from Bryce Young to CJ Stroud, would you rather have Bryce Young and a mid twenty four second or CJ Stroud? CJ Stroud, uh, late 24 first. Bryce Young. Okay, that's that's kind of where like I'm Bryce at too. Young. I still so, like Bryce Young a lot. I think he's a really good football. It's a mid twenty four second is the difference, I, and I'm with you. But let's talk about the difference between Stroud and Richardson because you know Richardson. I'm seeing multiple trades here on Sleeper where it's a first and a second on top of Stroud to get to Richardson. So mid first and Stroud or Richardson? Stroud. Yeah, I'm with you. And and what about late first? Stroud. If I was, like I said, they're my nine and 11. They're in the same tier. Two is in between them at 10. If I was an NFL team, if I had the Bengals, I took Joe Burrow off that team and said, go win a Super Bowl, CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson. I'm taking CJ Stroud. Mm -hmm. But if I'm taking any other team and it's like, here, who's going to score you the most fantasy points this year? I'm going to take Anthony Richardson because there's a legit chance like this kid's the next like. No, I don't want to say he's the next Cam Newton because Cam Newton was literally an MVP. Like went to the Super Bowl, he was so elite. But like he's literally like a like a mold of Cam Newton. Like both of these kids are going to be top ten, top twelve franchise quarterbacks for these teams. And CJ Stroud's in like the worst situation ever, and he's somehow playing phenomenal football. Not. He's thrown zero picks in three games, yep. being pressured every single play. It's like I've watched like the all 22 of CJ Stroud. I've been watching every game, every throw, and he's just playing so smart. He just somehow always finds an open man on the field. And, that, and that's what you're looking for in a quarterback, especially a young one, because the young quarterbacks tend to force the ball, make mistakes. Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett. We saw it from all those guys last year, Sam Howell right now. They're just forcing mistakes and left and right. Even Bryce Young's been forcing some mistakes and turning the ball over, and he didn't do that in college. So C.J. Stroud, yes, you have to take into account he's playing phenomenal football right now, and you should be looking to tear off like the Lamar Jacksons for like Stroud in a first and a second. Let's go from Joe Burrow. Let's talk about from Joe Burrow, who struggled mightily, right? So yeah. production wise right now, isn't a little bit, isn't much difference. You look at where they're at. They're both in that, you know, Stroud's at QB 14. Joe Burrow is at, oh, geez, I don't even want to look. It's it's really bad. He's in the QB 30 right now, you know, and that's not where he's going to end up. But the, the the calf injury is bothering me. It's, let's call it 103 and CJ Stroud or Joe Burrow. You got to go with Joe Burrow. I mean, the the massive contract. The, the so it's got to be the 102 for you then? <sighs> I don't even know if I'd do that. I'm buying Joe Burrow. Like on all of my punts that are rebuilds, I'm going out and I'm kicking the tires for Joe Burrow. Because yes. People are frustrated right now. And, and they're selling. And I'm seeing trades. And I'm like, if I have Kirk Cousins plus something big to throw their way, you know, like throw them at Kenneth Walker and Kirk Cousins yeah. and some – and some chump change, you know, like go out and buy Joe Burrow. But the guy that I'm, we, we talked about Kirk Cousins. He is the QB one right now. 
Like he is absolutely killing it and it's not going to stop. It's not fun to watch. The defense is, is a sieve, but you look at what he's done now. Number one in the league in, in completions, number one in attempts over a thousand yards, you know, through three games, nine touchdowns, all of those lead the NFL. It's not pretty. He's going to throw those passes to TJ Hawkinson and get intercepted and have poor game management at the end. Who cares? We're talking about fantasy football. You know he's, uh, after Jalen Hurts, he's my number one owned dynasty quarterback because he was so cheap. We've been screaming on this podcast to buy him for a 24 first or a 25 first, and everybody's like, well, you know, he's 34 and the contract, this or that. The guys like Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Geno Smith, who you and I keep talking about, they haven't gone up in value. They're still just a 24 first. And I'm seeing trades like I saw 25 first straight up. Tajay Spears in an early 24 second. Isaiah Pacheco in a 25 first. You know, like James Cook straight up. These are scenarios where Kirk Cousins is going to win you your league this year. Like Kirk Cousins, this is not going to stop. The defense isn't just going to figure it out. The run game isn't popping up. Jefferson's elite. Addison looks great. Hawkinson is, dare I say, the tight end one in Dynasty or right there. You know, this offense is just special. Yeah, I mean, my my friends, my friends, and and my girlfriend's sister actually. I, I drafted, I helped them all draft their teams, and a lot of them were kind of in that. I'm gonna take a QB early, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields in that three four turn, and I told all of them, I said, no, you wait, you wait till round seven or eight, and you draft Tua or you draft Kirk Cousins. And I pulled the receipts from my my Twitter today, and I don't know if I got lucky, but my theory was just weapons, just follow the weapons, especially when you have good passers like Kirk Cousins and Tua. Follow those mm-hmm. weapons. I mean, they, they were in loaded situations going into the year. We just took advantage of that. We faded QB early, and we drafted a ton of those guys. Those are my two most my most drafted guys on underdog with Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Not looking good with Sam Howell, but he he's hey, we don't hit one hundred percent. He was my second. Kirk Cousins was my third. Tua was my first because I was touting that Tyree kill Tua stack. I just loved that value. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Even in Dynasty, like Kirk Cousins, I don't have a lot of him in Dynasty, which stinks. I think I only have a few shares. But in my redraft, I had the Kirk TJ Hawkinson stack and mm-hmm. just a one QB redraft league. And then I, I stacked it with Tyreek, Chris Olave, T. Higgins, and Keenan Allen. Faded running back. I think I have like Rashad White and Zach Moss and Cam Akers going and DeMont. But I mean, it's working. My team has like 500 points for I'm 3 and 0. Powerhouse team. I just think this is the way to do it, Dad. I mean, Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, think of the value swing. I, I can tell you re- real quick where I took Kirk Cousins, and I can tell you where other people took their quarterbacks. And just look at the difference. Like I took him ninth round, nine oh three, mm-hmm. where I got Kirk Cousins. For example, okay. Justin Fields went in the fourth round. So it's mm-hmm. like there's not that big of a gap between like a Kirk Cousins and a Justin Fields, and like even last year there wasn't. So why are you taking him five rounds above him? So that's just that theory that you you and I both touted a lot this offseason, and it's working. So, I mean, just go with your gut, follow the weapons, follow the offensive success, the offensive coaching staff as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, these two offenses are two of the best offenses in the league right now, points-wise, and Jay Jeff and Tyree Taylor are on their way to 2,000 yards apiece just because of it. So, And you, we talk about chasing those weapons, and, you know, we both – the guys that I was touting to to buy on buy on the low was was Brock Purdy and Jordan Love and both of these guys 
also have been fantastic. You look at Brock Purdy right now. He's QB 12. I have him as in my QB 9 for the week because he has that plus matchup going against Arizona. He's also getting a 10-day off here because of you know the Thursday night game. And Brock Purdy is still arguably the cheapest quarterback at his age, right? Like if he had round one draft capital, based off the way he's played in his eight starts, Snoog, he wouldn't be that far behind where CJ Stroud is. Like if you if you just looked at the profile of what he put points wise, not worrying about where he was drafted, not worrying about his size. You just looked at the stats, you looked at how he was playing. The guy has been phenomenal. And the trades that I'm seeing, they're just too cheap, right? Like I was a lot of people were talking in the in the Discord. Two people I got, uh, they were they were really worried about fields. So we got Purdy in a first in all in, in two different scenarios. And I think that's the move to make right now because Brock Purdy still isn't that sexy household name, but man, he should be. I mean, he he should be. Right now he's at four touchdowns in, in three games. And some of them he hasn't necessarily had to been the guy. Last week he looked fantastic, you know, and I think he has all those weapons. He has all the compliment. The San Francisco game, biggest takeaway for me is Ayuk sat and then Debo and Kittle both ate. Like we're in a scenario where like if anybody sits, if anybody gets hurt, the other two guys in this offense are going to absolutely dominate. So the people that are, is this the time to sell Debo right now? Because you had that big game. That's the question I keep getting. Because I like Ayuk a little bit more. Debo had the big game. But the Debo usage in 2023 looks very similar to what it was in 2021. Yeah, I mean, Debo Samuel looks phenomenal. And I'm so mad at myself because I literally traded like every single share of him. I think I have him in like Smash 9 in like one other league across 29 leagues. Mm -hmm. So it's like he's one of my favorite NFL players. I got nothing to show for it. So I'm not going to take any credit for that because I really thought he'd – struggle again i mean the talents there the situation never was like cmc coming to san fran was the worst thing for him and Ayuk. i mean Ayuk's such a fluent route runner and the way he separates consistently at all three levels just makes it tough for debo along with george kittle playing with them so i mean phenomenal group and that's why you gotta have brock pretty high in your rankings i think rest of schedule i have him as a back-end qb1 and these trades that i'm seeing dj moore straight up I saw a 24 first, a 25 first, Kyron Williams in a second, Aaron Jones straight up. Like if you're in need of a quarterback and you're not into, okay, dad, you know, you always talk about Kirk Cousins. I understand his age, but Brock Purdy, you know, you're looking at someone who is 23 instead of 34. So if you go out and buy him, I, I'm all for that. Um, I would definitely go in and, and kick the tires on the Brock Purdy owner. Now we're going to talk, obviously Jordan Love gets the Lions this week on Thursday. Watson's out. Jones is in. The games that Jones has played, both games, or I'm sorry, Jordan Love, when the run game has been strong, has thrown for three touchdowns. Jordan Love is a set it and forget it guy right now. But let's talk about my QB 12 for the week. A lot of caught a lot of flack for this is Justin Fields. They're like, Dad, you still have him as a QB one for the week. The Broncos give up the most passing, most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Talk to me about what you've seen from Justin Fields because the sacks this looks like I know he talked about it last week where he he struggled the first four weeks last year but right now he looks lost you know a lot of people are saying he's playing with with no with you know no charisma with no no swag like he had before I mean how worried are you about Justin Fields falling out of you know the top 12 QBs the top 15 QBs because people are honestly hitting the panic button I saw a guy yesterday buy him for a 24 second 
in the Discord. Yeah, I mean, he's my QB 12, 13-ish right now. I dropped him. I mean, I'm taking Watson over him, five-year deal. You have to. You have to chase that deal because the Browns are stuck with Watson. They have no choice. Mm -hmm. And then I put C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson over him and Tua because they're just performing. They're just better pure quarterbacks than Justin Fields. It's that simple. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I like Justin Fields as a player a lot. Coming out of Ohio State, I loved him. I think he's a great dual-threat talent. He just – his mentality and his mind isn't there. I don't think, I think he's struggling with that coaching staff being horrific as well. They didn't really do a good job to help kind of translate him into, to a good quarterback from like a pure passing standpoint. But I mean, Justin Fields is a dynamic player. He was an elite rushing quarterback all of last year, eclipsing a thousand yards. So, I mean, Justin Fields is the guy that I'm going to try to buy low everywhere because if he can turn it around, then, then he jumps back into that elite tier and, I only have one share of him across all the leagues that I'm in just because I always thought there was too much risk with him. And I'd rather just have like Trevor Lawrence or Lamar Jackson or like add on him to get Herbert. Cause there was a point in time where like you could literally get Herbert for fields one for one. So I, so I always kind of faded fields for that reason. Not because I didn't like his talent just because of the value. But I think with DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney and some of the healthy weapons that they have, if they get the run game going with Roshan and the passing up, pass blocking gets a little bit better then he'll be good but I mean he was he's been one of the most one of the worst passers I've seen in this year so far I mean he was I think he has like one of the most time to throws throughout the mm-hmm. first three weeks and like he's just not getting it done so I don't even think it's the offensive line at this point dad you know like I want to put him as my bounce back guy for the week you know like I, I think the talent is there. You just have to believe in it, but man, it's getting harder and harder. So this is like a, a scenario where, you know, you, you have the opportunity to buy if you absolutely believe he's QB 19 right now, one spot above Trevor Lawrence. Both of them have struggled mightily. I was in on both of them before the season started. I am not bailing on either of them right now because of what you pit, you put in here. But I think, like I said, if you can get Purdy in a first, you can get, Jordan Love in a second, you know, you can move yourself. If you're a contender, you go get Goff, Gino, or Cousins, plus, you know, you get into those areas. I think you're you're okay. So I'm not worried about Justin Fields like everyone else is, but we're starting to get there. Trevor Lawrence is starting to worry me a little bit. I think we have a bounce-back game from him this week. You know, he has back-to-back duds, but now you, you get the Atlanta Falcons. So Trevor Lawrence, in the same way as, as Justin Fields right now, we're interchangeable. Right now – how much of a value difference is there between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields? Like if you owned Justin Fields, how much would you be willing to pay on top to get to Trevor Lawrence? I like literally probably a late first. I, 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 I always thought there was a big gap between them talent wise. I always thought there was a big gap between them, especially once Calvin Ridley went there. But I mean, Justin Fields offers so much with his legs. So it's tough fantasy wise, but. In right. terms thought, of like long term dynasty longevity with like contract situations, I I think they're like a first apart. See, I was I was okay with it before when we were talking about Burrow and Herbert. Like, if you want to pay a second on top of, you know, you, you want to play around with it. We talked about that before, right? Like, where you want to you want to pay if you think Joe Burrow isn't going to get it done this year because of his calf injury, and you want to pay a second to get to Justin Herbert, you know, and like we talked about that with other players, right? Like, if you want to move into that tier and you feel like you get younger. Man, the Fields and and Lawrence situation, like what you're saying is obviously true with the quarterback contract is is so much bigger. And we know Lawrence is going to be there for the long term. So 
I don't know if I'd pay a first, but I would definitely pay, you know, an early to mid second for that, that safety. I think Lawrence is going to bounce back this week. My QB 14 and 15, there's not a lot to talk about is Jared Goff and Geno Smith this week. You know, I think both of them are again, I think set it and forget it. These are guys that right now, those are the the guys that you have to buy in Superflex. You're going to roll with either of them. Jared Goff has looked phenomenal. He's QB 10. Geno Smith, not quite there yet right now, but QB 15, shook some of the rust off. He looked good last week. Both of these guys have the weapons like we've been talking about. Both are guys that are firm investments. And I feel like Snoog and I talk about those, those two guys every podcast, but please go out and buy them. Like people are still saying, you know, hey, I want to move from, you know, I want to move from maybe a Daniel Jones. Yes, trade Daniel Jones for these guys plus, whatever the plus is, because Daniel Jones is heading the other way. His dynasty value is is tanking. You know, if you have Dak Prescott, get whatever you can on top and get Goff and Geno. You're still going to win. You insulate with that. Maybe I think if you move off of Dak to Goff or Geno and get a second, it's a win because Dak Prescott has struggled mightily. You know, obviously the Cardinals – Beating them was a shock to me. Absolutely destroyed my parlay. This week he gets New England, who has yet to allow a 250 passing yard performance yet. Dak Prescott right now sits at – how far down do we got to go to get to Dak? Because I, I, I want to say that, that Dak is someone that you can invest in, but it's just been a struggle at the cost. Yeah, I, I honestly think tearing off Dak into like that Kirk Cousins, J- Jared Goff, oh, you know, Smith here is just the way to do it, honestly. He's QB 25, one spot behind your boy, oh. Kenny Pickett. Who, Kenny I Pickett hate- looked good this week. Yeah. He looked good. <laughs> your boy, Kenny Pickett. You love yourself some Kenny Pickett. I hate right. Kenny Pickett. Let's let's start quick hitting here a little a bit. Nice I moved down to QB 16. These are the guys that I say are my solid QB twos. Deshaun Watson last week looked to turn the corner. And I know it's Tennessee. And when you get Tennessee, you sit the running back, you start the quarterback. But you got he looked sharp last week. He gets a divisional matchup against the Ravens. You know, I think he starts kicking through. We already talked about CJ Stroud. My QB 18, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford right now is sitting in at QB 18. It's over 900 yards. Two touchdowns, four interceptions is a little bit alarming, but the yards are there each and every single week. He goes up against Indy, who gives up the fifth most points per game to quarterback. So Matthew Stafford is a big bounce back for this week. What are you willing to pay for Matthew Stafford? I have him on a lot of my rebuilding teams because I got him you know, so cheap when he was injured or and, and moving around back there. Right now, I'm trying to get a 24 first, but it feels like Matthew Stafford's value is sitting a lot closer to maybe a pair of 24 seconds. Yeah, I, I would I would give a second or two for him, especially for when Cup's back. I mean, Cup, Nakua, Tutu Atwell, if they can get that run game just a little beefier, I, I'd like to see them bring in somebody or get Zach Evans rolling. You know, I, I like me some Zach Evans, but, I mean, Kyron looks great. I just like a more consistent run game between the tackles. I think Fournette would be a good addition for them once Cup comes back. This mm-hmm. is a team that, I mean, maybe they could squeeze their way somehow into a wild card or, or make some damage with Cup back. I mean, Defense has playing, been playing good. They've been playing great against a stacked division so far this year. So, I mean, solid team. I think Stafford's a very undervalued quarterback. And, like, I, I've actually been trying to buy him in leagues just 24 mm-hmm. second and, like, a third and see if they take it. I, I One guy countered with, like, two seconds, and I took it. I didn't care to well, try to squeeze more out of him. Guy, so. A lot of people, you know, we, this is that area where we start to get out of – 
you know, you, you don't want to be in this area too much. You know, we want to talk about, we talk about having two guys in that top 15, because once you start looking at some of these desperation plays, it gets real ugly. I mean, you know, Sam Howe played horrifically last week. I like him overall, but he's been very up and down. You know, you have, you got to end up looking at maybe starting Desmond Ritter if you're getting to that area or Mac Jones. And these are not areas I want to be in dynasty. So I'm trying to tear up off of, you know, I, down to Matthew Stafford or up from these guys. Daniel Jones right now sitting at QB 22. This week I have as my QB 20. You know, you take away that comeback against the Cardinals. The second half game of that game, he threw for two touchdowns and ran for one. The rest of the season, nothing. He has been absolutely horrible. Like if you have him on your dynasty team, this isn't something that you and I were advocating. A lot of you guys have him. I would tear up as I, you know, I would, I would literally – I would trade Daniel Jones for Matthew Stafford in a second. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. Like, Daniel Jones is just – he was fool's gold. We talked about what he was – it was all rushing before. Enough about Daniel Jones. We don't talk nicely about yeah, him. I, I Russell, won't even say anything on Daniel Jones. <laughs> let's look at Russell Wilson next because, I mean, I, I, obviously that last game was a little bit of a, a, a beatdown, but he's a QB9 right now. Going into the week, he was the QB five. Russell Wilson now six touchdowns, two to two interceptions. He's running the ball again. He's got you know fifty seven yards rushing. There's been ups and downs, but I think Russell Wilson gets the Bears this week, and I think Russell Wilson is a nice buy low. Yeah, definitely. And with Judy finally healthy, Marvin Mims, Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams is starting to get back in the rhythm a little bit. Sean Payton's done a phenomenal job with kind of drawing up plays, and I I know. The game against Miami was ugly, but I mean, like Russ looked decent. Like he was making good, good plays. He was running the ball more. That's what I like to see from him. I think in like a more favorable matchup, like he's gonna make things interesting. Like he's gonna have like some big time games, and like I really think he can finish in that top fifteen ish range. And people still hate him for some reason. So he's mm-hmm. another guy that's just a crazy good value. Same with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo right now the QB sixteen. I know he got a concussion. He's got a a you know, plus matchup coming up this week. Jimmy Garoppolo right now, 709 yards, you know, five touchdowns. I think Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the sexy start, but he's that guy. We talk about teams that have a stopgap, those guys that lost Aaron Rodgers that want to continue. I think just, you know, you look at what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do. He's going to be a a solid back-end QB2 that is going to cost you a second as opposed to these guys that are, you know, your, your other QB twos that are going to cost you a first. So I'm in that boat. I know you like Jimmy Garoppolo. What I want to talk about next is, you know, I already said it's your boy. So Kenny Pickett's coming off his best start. That's the best he's looked in his career. In my opinion, like he looks good. He goes up against the Texans this week. Right now he's sitting at QB 24, but you look at what he did this past week. It was a really impressive performance. I mean, I know 16 to 28, 235, two touchdowns, zero interceptions in a win over the Raiders. He has the weapons, right? Like we talk about all of our quarterbacks. We want them to have weapons. Deontay Johnson's coming back soon. Pickens, Muth. Is this a step forward or was this just a kind of like fluke matchup? Because Kenny Pickett just remains in that no man's land for me that I'm not buying. I'm not selling. You know, there aren't a lot of opportunities. Yeah, that's all I am for him. I'm just not touching him at all. I won't own him. I don't think he's the worst player in the world. I actually think he can make progress. I just hate Matt Canada. I think what he's doing with that offense is so terrible. The O-line stinks. Najee Harris gets tackled in the backfield before he even gets the ball. Like mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with this Steelers offense. I'm a big George Pickens fan. Love the talent, love the player. 
I think I have like two shares of him in all my leagues. Like I'm just not touching any of these Steelers players. So Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell in a late 24 second? I'd, I'd honestly take Howell. I mean, you look at what Hal did. We're looking at a, you know, it's it's been a lot of ups and downs. And we kind of knew that was going to be the, the scenario with the team and the weapons. You know, I, I think this past week, I mean, he took nine sacks against the Bills. This week he gets the Eagles. That's not going to be, you know, an ideal situation either. But he's going to have some games where I think he, he puts you in a situation where, you know, unlike Jimmy Garoppolo, where he's just going to keep you flat. Sam Howe, I think, is going to be super high variance, right? He's going to have you some QB1 weeks for sure, and then he's going to have some outside the top 24 like he did this past week. So a lot of people are panicking in Dynasty. I think right now he's still a firm buy and someone that I'm willing to to kick the tires on that I would want to be my QB3, my QB4. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the thing with Howe is he's only started like four or five games now yeah. in, in the past two seasons. So, I mean, like, this is his rookie year. He has all the time to make the mistakes and yeah. just get comfortable with the offense. And I think that's what he's doing because there are some throws that he's made that I'm like, wow, he really did that? Like, he made that throw? That's like mm-hmm. a Josh Allen throw. And then there's times I'm like, what are you doing? He has yeah. the worst, like, terrible pocket awareness right now. He's like a strip, <laughs> he's like a strip sack machine. But once he puts that together, I mean, he could be a top 15, top 20 guy in Dynasty, so. And this week's podcast is brought to you by Crumble Cookie. Snoog cannot put, he cannot put them down. Shout out to Snoog's mom for bringing in the Crumble Cookies. So, so talking good. about going from Crumble Cookies to crumbs themselves. One thing I always say in my Dynasty startups is I don't want wide receivers 8, 9, 10. I'm going to get those insurance running backs, the Jerome Fords, the Jalen Warrens. Wow, that's panned out. But then I start getting these quarterbacks – the Gardner Minshew, the Andy Dalton, the Jameis Winston, the Mike White, and all of them played this week. Jameis Winston this week gets he gets his revenge game against the Buccaneers. You know, Andy Dalton went out through 58 attempts coming off the street, the red rifle, you know, making Andy Adam Thielen viable again. You look at these opportunities and these guys that you were just throwing round 20, round 21 in Dynasty – as soon as they get an opportunity, I saw five of my leagues, Andy Dalton was traded for a third round pick. Do it. Like move these up. If you can add a third to Dalton to get to a second, we're not in that time of year. But later on in the year, if Anthony Richardson goes down, I was selling Gardner Minshew everywhere last year for 24 and 25 seconds. I was selling those kind of guys. Mike White is that guy for me right now that you want to get thrown in deals. Because if Tua goes down, Mike White is going to put up incredible numbers. Like he is going to go out there and put that up. You got to have these guys where if you're in a rebuilding situation, stockpile these guys. If you're doing a trade, hey, I'll do that trade, but you throw in Mike White. I'll do that trade, but you throw in Jameis Winston. I'll do that trade, but you throw in those backup quarterbacks that get an opportunity are are liquid assets that you can just move and they cost you nothing. Yeah, and then it just turns into a free second-round pick, second and a third mm-hmm. for you. So, definitely, yeah, those yeah. are great guys to have throw-ins. Marcus Mariota is another one. Just mm-hmm. look for all the backups in the elite offenses because, like, if they step up, Mike White closes his eyes, throws the ball up, Tyreek Hill's catching it for 70-yard touchdown. So, Let's talk Trevor Simeon right now because they're, Zach Wilson I have as my QB 32 this week. Oh, Trevor down. Simeon just came into town. He's at 30 starts. Everyone is saying they're trading Garrett Wilson. 
are trying to move off of Garrett Wilson, move off of Brees Hall. Brees Hall's still, oh, by the way, number one in the in the NFL in yards per touch. He's going to get his. You bring in a guy like Trevor Simeon, who's at least capable. You know, you bring in maybe Chad Henney or one of these other guys. Stop selling your Jets at, at bargain discount prices. Zach Wilson's not the guy. He's not going to, you know, what is what is the scenario where he gets out of this week? I think this is it. You know, if they don't go out and win, he doesn't have a, a solid performance. Zach Wilson might be done by week four, and they're going to turn it over to someone else because they're, they're ruining this Jets offense. You know, anyway, we're going to see that. Go buy Garrett Wilson if you're in that rebuilding scenario. Uh, let's talk about the rest of these avoids, quick hitters. Right now, Desmond Ritter, wow. again, you know, like – there's so many weapons on this team. Desmond Ritter is holding back this Falcons offense completely. How many games do you give Desmond Ritter and Zach Wilson before before the plug gets pulled? I think they should do it now. I think both of them suck. I don't think they have any upside. I think they're they don't they can't read the defense. They can't make the throws. They're overthrowing. They're they're just not good quarterbacks. So you got to move off them. Especially those two teams. Like, those two teams are like fringe wild card, like mm-hmm. playoff caliber teams with a quarterback. So it's like, oh, I don't know what I did to deserve to have to watch Zach Wilson throw the football to Garrett Wilson for a whole nother year, but I must have did something pretty bad. So, so I apologize to anybody, but I really want, wanted to see Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson just tear it up on the football field. And I mean, it's time for Taylor Heineke to come in for the Falcons. I, I truly I, I totally agree. Make that offense so yes. much better. And that's where he's a guy that I got in like every every startup because yeah. I was just throwing him there yeah. on the late because he's he's someone that's looked and he's had some flashes in the past and and can keep I think he can keep Drake London, who's a major buy still viable. He can make sure we get Bijan a lot more involved in the pass game. Kyle Pitts a little bit more involved. The guy that's interesting here in this area, you know. Mac Jones, we had that big game week two. I think that was our sell opportunity because I'm starting to really, you know, we wanted to believe that he was turning the corner. The other guy in this area, Josh Dobbs, goes out against Dallas. And, you know, he's he's dodging darts, right? He's, he's making, I mean, Josh Dobbs goes out 17 to 21, 189 yards and a touchdown, 55 rushing on six carries, makes a horrible TikTok you know, mocking Micah Parsons, but Josh Dobbs went out and, you know, like he's everybody's like QB four, QB five. I picked him up on waivers everywhere. I think Josh Dobbs is someone that you you look to those QB needy teams. I wouldn't mind having him as a QB four sitting on the back end. Yeah, absolutely. And he just makes me even more excited for when Kyle Murray comes back for that whole offense as a whole. But Mac Jones, let's let's kick it back to Mac Jones because let's that's a guy that I'm higher on than most. Like I think he's better than Kenny Pickett. I think he's better than Howell. I think he's better than all those quarterbacks. He's like my QB like 25, 26 right now. And like if he had like a, a weapon like a wide receiver with hands, yeah. like if he didn't have wide receivers that run around with feet for hands, like he would literally mm-hmm. be like in that top 20, 20 ish range for me. And he's cheap. I mean, right now I'm looking yeah. at trades. Mac Jones for Pacheco straight. So most people that have Mac Jones, he's probably their QB3, QB4, or else they're just not yep. viable and they might as well he's rebuild. He's a good but game manager. I exactly. see like a Jimmy G arc from him. But I'm looking at Hopkins straight up. Matthew Stafford straight up for Mac Jones. You know, I'm looking at Baker Mayfield and Romeo Dobbs for Mac Jones. Mac Jones for a 24 second. Uh, Jared Goff for Mac Jones in a 25 first. 
You know, like if you're in that area, if you're in a rebuilding team and Garrett Goff's your QB one, I would do that deal. You know, like Jared Goff's worth a first if you get a Mac Jones thrown in. And I think, I think that's where we're at. Snoog is like Mac Jones is almost like a throw in type deal where he's much more valuable than that. But I think if you get like, if you look for a player like Goff in a first and you're like, Oh, give me, give me Mac Jones and I'll throw in a third and we'll call it a deal. And he shouldn't be because he is a starter. He's, he's got the contract, you know, he's definitely going to finish out the year as a starter. And I, I I'm with you, you know, like I have him as my QB four on a lot of different teams and I'm trying to shop him just to see what I can get. And the market is not very high. So when, when the market's not very high and you believe in a player, it's time to zig when others zag throw out a 24 second for Mac Jones and go out there and, you know, kick the tires with those owners. So this was a fun show because I really like talking about quarterbacks. I like talking about the philosophy of how we, how we, you know, move with that. I like, this is the position that I have hit on the most because I feel like once you see it, it's the most predictable. It's that area to tear down. And we're both, it sounds like we're both in that camp right now to tear down to CJ Stroud, tear down to Brock Purdy and, and watch, what these guys do because their value is going to be moving up quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely, Dad. And and this is a a very valuable position in Dynasty, especially in Superflex. So take advantage of what, leaving a startup draft with a quarterback in the first two rounds. Like that's just something you need to do. And then you can wait. Like you can like imagine you left say you drafted Justin Herbert in the round one this year, and then you ended up taking like Kirk Cousins in like the sixth or seventh or wherever he was going, like five, six, seventh range. And then you grabbed like Jimmy G as your QB three. Like QB would be the last of your worries right now, and you'd be on your way to the ship. So well, and that's why everybody everybody was saying, Hey, do I take do I take, you know, Jamar Chase or Trevor Lawrence at the eight spot? You know, and that's why we say you take Trevor Lawrence, because you're building around those elite quarterbacks, those yeah. guys that are there. If you can get yourself into those scenarios. And also, you know, a lot of people are talking rebuilds where I'm saying right now you're moving off those guys and you're trying to get to the elite, right? You're, you don't always have to tear down. You can go out and say, Hey, you know what? I'll give what looks like a late first and Bryce young and try to get myself up to, you know, Trevor Lawrence or build in on some of these guys. So hopefully that helps out with some of your situations with the quarterback room. What I got to say before we close out is, you know, the Patreon has been blowing up. You guys are honestly this morning, I answered all the questions by 9 a.m. I went on my lunch break at 1130 and I had 43 DMs. You guys are incredible. You know, you guys want to know everything for you guys that aren't in there. Yeah, obviously we have tiers, five, 10, $20 a month, but like, this is the most comprehensive thing that you guys are going to get out there. We started, Snoog and I started doing individual podcasts. So if you want a podcast on your own team for us to just say, Hey, what I would do here is make this move, make that move, make this situation. We'll look at the whole league. We'll, we'll tailor it towards you for a, a half hour podcast, you know, play the intro music, the whole nine yards. If you guys want to be on it, that part's absolutely fine. If you don't, We'll just cover it and tell you what we wanted to, you know, what we think your team should look like. But honestly, the Patreon has been blowing up with start sits, you know, guys talking about trades. Mung and I are about to jump on a podcast. We have 142 completed trades across the the Discord in the last week and a half. That's insane. You know, a bunch of degenerates talking shop all the time, getting access to us. It's literally it's literally the price of a cup of coffee, and you guys could, you know, put yourself into that next tier. So and Snoop, it's Snoop Timber, man. The Kamara <laughs> helmet is going to someone. I don't even like Alvin Kamara. No, no, you just <laughs> go pass on that. 
he's back, baby. And I hope you're all ready for him to be a top five to six running back the rest of the way. He's so elite, and I'm so excited to see him back. And honestly, if he stinks, I'll probably never play fantasy football again. So you guys are better all pray that he's very good this this upcoming year. So I'm super excited to see him back in that Saints offense, and hopefully he brings the dynamic ability that he always brought to this to this offense back for the Saints and helps them spread the ball more. I, I love it. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. And remember, this episode was brought to you by Crumble Cookie, and enjoy the process. <laughs> We got to get a crumble cookie sponsor. You were just.